Welcome back to Jam Radio, everybody. My name's Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. Howdy doing, Siegel. Howdy doody. No, that's not what I said. I think that's what you said. That's um, what I was thinking about saying, and then I changed my mind. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing uh, fine, Mike. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I thought I had a lot to talk about, and then... Total... <laughs> and then we started. Oh, okay, well, one thing... I think we should discuss the Mario movie casting. You didn't oh, see yeah. it. Oh, okay. No, I, I, like, I, I did fuck? see it. Sorry. My brain was like, <laughs> you said M- Mario, and my brain went, what? For some reason, my brain... Because for some... I say Mario. It's not Mario. It's Mario. All right, Mr. Rump. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, the whole casting situation. Uh, if people don't know, uh, there will be a Super Mario movie in, I don't know, when they, 2023, I would guess. They just announced the cast. December 21st, 2022. Oh, wow. That's okay. I guess that's possible. They've already been recording and doing animations yeah, and everything. Uh, it's probably already a ways in. But yeah, they announced the casting and it was uh, Chris Pratt as Mario. The classic video game character that doesn't speak is going to be voiced by Chris Pratt. Um, I mean, like, think about realistically what this movie is going to be like, right? I'm, I'm imagining a Lego like a movie. Yeah, I'm imagining like a Lego movie type scenario. So, I don't know. I'm not very surprised with Chris Pratt. I'm more surprised that they went like Mimi with the rest of the cast, and that I... like Jack Black and yeah. Seth Rogen. Yeah, well, I mean, compared to the Lego movie, it's ironic because Chris Pratt is also the star of the Lego movie. Um, But I think the most surprising one, just because I don't know how they're going to do it, is Toad with Michael Key or whatever his name is. Yeah. Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele, if you guys don't know. Great comedy show. But Toad has a very unique voice, and uh, (laughs) I don't know how what's going to happen there but i saw a lot of people talk about how uh or this debate online of whether voice actors should play the parts of these characters instead of famous people and do you have any thoughts on that what do you mean do you want charles martinet to play mario is that what you mean well it could be him but it could just be a guy who's trained as a voice actor instead of hiring people because it'll draw in a crowd if they know chris pratt's in the movie they can put his name of recognition on the film. That's why they hire these big name actors, not professional voice actors to do the parts. Well, I think the thing about voice acting is it is like a craft in its own, but like they're not the same voice acting and acting, but like a lot of voice actors get started as real actors and then they kind of phase into voice acting. I I don't think like I don't think being Mario's voice actor is like out of Chris Pratt's range, to be honest. Should they have casted him though? I don't really know. Uh, I mean, what the fuck? It's it doesn't matter. It's a voice cast. I don't care about this movie particularly. I don't know, I'll probably see it. It's like the fucking emoji movie to me. I guess it's a little bit higher up, just because it's like. I mean, I'm, a... I'm, I hope it has some integrity. I really hope they like tarnish Shigeru Miyamoto's name with this movie. 
and it's like an obvious. I hope it's it'll probably be like the Lego Movie. It'll probably like end up being very meta, and you know whatever. Well, Seth Rogen is playing fucking Donkey Kong. Yeah, I can't like, wait for just... Donkey Kong to be a big buffoon who makes a joke. Or like the joke is that he's getting high on bananas, and that's funny. But it's yeah, it's just like they're going like too meta almost. I don't, I don't, I think that's the right way to say it, but I don't know. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more, the more I hate it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's just that's just where the industry is at right now. This is what's happening. Doesn't I think also movies on just like IPs because they can happen don't need to happen. Like you, do, there doesn't need to be a Mario movie. Period. Just because it's like a thing that exists and it has a fan base doesn't mean it has to have a movie. Like, that's just the truth. Like, Lego didn't need a movie. They pulled it off. Don't get me wrong. Then they made a second one, and then they made a Batman one. Like, because it's Hollywood, they're like, we gotta milk every fucking last drop out of this. This is like, can't, nothing can be sacred. <laughs> like, they're making, I keep seeing ads for a Back to the Future the musical. Back to the Future is a 1980s franchise, and they're like, you know what's popular with the kids? Back to the Future. I don't want <laughs> like, that. You know? But like, they actually, in the advert, there's a song that plays Huey Lewis and the News, The Power of Love, which is on the second week on this list. I was gonna the songs we're going to talk about. And so it's like, that's literally in the advert. It's like, it's so 1980s. It's like, so... It's nostalgic for the 80s, and then it's nostalgic on top of that for the 50s because they go back. If you've never seen Back to the Future, they go back to the 1950s. They go back to the future in that movie. Wow. I never, like, as a, even now, like, it's a stupid fucking name. Anyway, I don't like the name Back to the Future. It's, like, it's wrong. You just think it should be more clever and not... It's just... No, I think it's too clever almost. Like, it's like, oh, we go back to the future. It's like, no, you go to the past. Yeah. And then it's just, whatever. We're getting too far down a rabbit hole here. I could talk about movies for hours. We can but, talk uh, about movies. Who's stopping you? Uh, you want to see a good movie about time is great. You want to see a good movie, <laughs> Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, do you have your what's your what's one of your favorite movies before we get into the songs, Mike? Um, I don't know where you stand anymore. What I love Goodfellas, I love Eighth Grade. I made a list so I don't forget. You made a list of your favorite movies? Yeah, because like you, I, I'm blanking. Do you change it or yeah, like, of course. No, okay. Well, that's good. At least a Bo Burnham movie's up there, although he's only been in a. Like, like he hasn't been. In oh, any... I I forgot her. That's definitely one of my favorite movies. Her is that the Joaquin Phoenix falls in love yeah. with a robot? That movie's her amazing. Theory. That movie's actually yeah. really good. Did, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it a while ago. I didn't see it when it came out, but then I saw it like somewhat recently. I think. Uh, I just Lord of the Rings: Return just... of the King is one of my favorite movies. That's random. <laughs> it's a great film. Um. I just uh, watched Promising Young Women, which Bo Burnham is like the bad guy in, and he's actually like an actor in it, and it was actually pretty good. Is he a good actor? Um, he is a really good actor. I wish he was in more things. I watched but, uh, Squid Game. You heard about that show? Oh, yeah. Someone told me about it. 
Oh, Philip DeFranco yeah. told me about to watch I liked it. I liked one Squid Game TikTok, and now my For You page is all Squid Game. Well, that's you should never like. I've never liked a TikTok unless I really like it because I know it screws with the, the algorithm. I, oh, it's. I don't <laughs> think it's that good of a show. Really, it's it's getting a lot of hype. Bro, I just I don't know. There were so many like Death Game things that have done the same thing before. Oh, it's like it's another like battle royale thing. Yeah, or Hunger Games or. Yeah. And all those kind of The dumb. premise is there's a bunch of people who are like in debt and they get kidnapped and put on like this island and they have to play these like old kid games against each other like red light green light and shit and um like the, the losers just get shot. Well, that's anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Red, it has a really red, bad red. English dub that's like it def- it's defaulted to. Uh, yeah, I, I'd rather just watch it in the original language. And I mean, you should, but like I, I watched the first like ten minutes of it with the dub, and it was like absolutely awful. Um, yeah, that I blame Netflix. I don't blame the movie maker usually. There's yeah. more stuff I wanted to mention, but we're stalling. Um, we're stalling, but at the same time, uh, this is what I'm talking about. This is fun to talk about, and also like I don't have a lot of notes these, yeah, these weeks. Okay, I have more like questions to like ask you because like the notes are so little. I started Game but... of Thrones with my girlfriend. Um, you never watched it when it was out. No, no I just okay. started it now. Did you? I started. My father tried to get me into it, and then I watched the season five, and I was so bored by it i know most people are like you fucking idiot it's the greatest show ever it's like i just don't fucking care about it i got to the battle of the brothers and saw all the cool scenes and went okay i don't need to watch the rest um i just don't i guess like it's it's gonna become evident but like every character is um hateable i don't know who to like they all suck they all suck that was my similar to my issue where i was just like i don't i will literally throw bolos with joffrey I'll go, I'll oh, go fucking yeah. five rounds with him in the square ring. Annoying so you're like fun. on season two. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Uh, no, I get it. Well, hey, listen, I yeah. get it. So, yeah, I, I could tell already, like, two, like, prominent characters have died, and the way the show treated it was, like, not that big of a deal. So I could tell that, like, okay, half of the cast is going to get So you actually don't know what happens? No, I know... Like, you you didn't get spoiled? No, I know... I know Joffrey's not long for the show. I can tell. But, like, he's still annoying. How how about... This this could be a running gag. Who do you think will die by the next time we record an episode? Uh, I don't know how many episodes. Um, I don't know when Joffrey's going to die, but he will. Um, one of the Stark guys are gonna die. Great, that's how invested you are in the show. One of the Stark guys. Um, there are too many names, and they're all names are like <laughs> I don't try know what... reading the books. You'll fucking blow your brains out. Um, <laughs> the worst. What's your face is too annoying to actually die. Uh, I want to say your name uh, wrong. Does it make fun the of the blonde me? one? Yeah. 
a Daenerys Targaryen. I no, 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 no. She's not annoying. Uh, the no. Lannister wife, Cersei. Cersei, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's Cersei Lannister and the, the the brother that she's fucking. I don't think whatever. Peter Dicklage is gonna die. I don't think Prince Charming looking headass is gonna die by the next time yeah. we record. That guy's definitely gonna die at some point. Um, the, the, mother's, the mother's gonna die. Uh, Jason Momoa Stark already died. Mother? Yeah. Okay. Um, Momoa's already dead. Okay, so you're in season two. Yeah. He, sadly, he didn't last long, even though he was one of the best characters. Yeah, he was one of the best characters. I mean, the thing about the Dothraki is they were kind of, they kind of sucked, but like compared to everybody else, like, I'll take it. They're cool. The Dothraki's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are the tribe people. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, it's been a been a while since I watched that show. Oh, uh, the fucking Bane plane guy's gonna die. Littlefinger. Little oh fuck, I forgot about Littlefinger. Yeah. Uh, what have you met Hodor yet? The only lovable character in the whole show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not that prominent. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I... I guess he gets more prominent later. I'm assuming there's a a, a a an array of characters that I'll meet soon, because. A lot of characters will die, and then they'll be replaced with other characters. Uh, didn't they kill like Ned Stark in like the first two episodes? Yeah, uh, he already died. Yeah. yeah, not two episodes. It was towards the end of season one. They stuck his head on a pike or something. Yeah, we're, we're ruining it for for anyone who watches. But at the same time, it's fine. Everybody dies in the end. It's not that, and it's not a good show, honestly. Really? Um, I don't think so. Like, technically, it's a great show. Like. To, like how they shot it and everything, and did CGI and practice. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I would like to know the budget for each episode because it's. Oh, know. by like by Battle of the Bastard, Battle of the Bastards, which is like the big, I think it's like season five. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think that was the highest production value for a television episode ever. That doesn't surprise me. Which was like, I think it would they were throwing like a hundred million dollars an episode or something at that point. Yeah, bro, the there are probably, the there are probably the... like, singular shots of that show that are worth more than, like, full movies. The new Lord of the Rings show that Amazon's creating is, I think, $150 million an episode, <laughs> which is, like, absurd. I think it's, like, 10 episodes a season. So yeah. it's, like, a billion-dollar production for a season, which is, like, fucking insane. Anyway, uh... <laughs> Great talk. We'll see who dies by next time. Is the running um, joke or gag? Yeah. The last thing I wanted to do was recommend a, a video essayist on YouTube. Okay. Um, named CJ the X. Their content is really good. They have a video about Bo Burnham. Um, go watch that. And I think we have to go talk about music now. We have to. It's by law. It says in our contract, uh, you have to talk about music. Okay, so. How long do you want to delay talking about Game of Thrones and Bo Burnham? Uh, I mean, I could talk about that. We could have our own podcast on just talking stupid shit about music and not music, movies and TV yeah. and yeah. Uh, but yes, let's jump. I want to hear instead yeah. of our baseball talk. Just I want to know your explanation of why it's a bad show. But, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, but not now. We can do it after the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, week 37, Songs of the Sea. Uh, I'll go first on shout-outs. We'll switch things up. Okay. Um, 
my shout outs are 30,000 of 30,000 pounds of bananas. I saw That's LBS in my brain. Yeah, I said it's uh it's a song that it's a Harry Chaffin song that you didn't know, Mike, right? Yeah, no, I didn't know that. The same al- album from Cats in the Cradle. So, not everyone knows this one, but everyone knows Cats in the Cradle apparently. Uh it sounds like something out of a SpongeBob montage, just a silly story-driven song about a truck crashing with 30,000 pounds of banana. Banana. I don't know what I'm getting like I got like three calls in a row just now. I'm sorry. Mr. Popular. Um, it's the Not second even. most popular song about bananas after the one that teaches you how to spell. Uh, you know that song? Is it more popular than Banana Man by Tally Hall? Yes. I was I was referencing uh, the oh, I know, Stefani. I know. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, Superman by Goldfingers, my next shout out. Did, didn't realize how many songs there were titled Superman. There's Laszlo Bain. This song, Five for Fighting, the John Williams theme for Superman. No, that's Star Wars. Fuck. What's the Superman theme? Uh, whatever. You know, the theme from like the 80s movies, 70s, 60s. Fuck. Uh, this upbeat ska punk song, though, makes me want to play Tony Hawk on PS2 and start wearing checkered pants and sporadically kicking in the air like a punk Irish folk dancer. Uh, <laughs> That's what I wrote. You, you can do uh, that. Every, I don't. I've never seen you kick in the air. I would kick in the air with this song came on at the at the club. I would I would slowly put on my fedora, tip it down a little bit, and start kicking. Uh, everybody's got to live by love. The quintessential song from Jojo Rabbit. If you didn't know, and if you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, hundred percent recommend that movie. Uh, I. Just go watch it. Uh, deals with the fact that people got to live it up while they uh, while they are here, even in the insanity and bullshit that life throws at you. And then, Mike, we gotta talk about this. This is my question song. Scenes from an Italian restaurant, Billy Joel. First off, I I messed up when I posted the playlist. First and off, put how Billy dare you? Cobb and you tagged uh, Billy Cobb as Billy Joel. <laughs> no, I left. No, no. I tagged Billy Joel, but I didn't edit it correctly, so it said Billy Cobb made this mute song. And I put in the comments something like, we love both of these artists and tagged both of them, and then Billy Cobb liked the, the uh, post. So shout out to Billy Cobb for randomly reading a comment that I tagged him in and being like, it's cool, man. It's funny. Um, and also this song, Mike. I was enjoying listening to this song, and then it gets to a part that is a TikTok meme. And my whole, like, I felt my brain just fry in its place. I just Wait, hated it. what part it. of this song is it? Uh. No, 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 no. Got a new life. Got a new job. And our family is fine. That part? that That's a TikTok dance that was, like, popular probably, like, a few months ago. So I was like, I can't. I hate this song now. I can't listen to this. Why is TikTok? ruined so i'm not saying the song is bad it's a very great song it's complicated it has stories it's like cool and everything but then that part happens and i go i fucking hate the world we live in but it's just like this song's ruined for me because i'll just think of it when i am 80 years old this song will come on i go oh i remember tiktok because of that stupid fucking part in the song or like when i hear panda by designer 
it's like oh vine was a cool app like panda panda that song um it's just if you were an artist mike this is my question would you want your songs on a social media app like tiktok i mean i don't have a choice Yes, you do. You can be like, I don't. Uh, there are artists that don't put their songs on these apps. I don't. Is, can you do that? Can you just? Yeah, I, I thought you could just make a TikTok with whatever song. Well, people do, but then you could like copyright it or something if you don't want it technically on the app. Um, I don't know. It's hard to put myself in those shoes. Like, are you making like royalties off shit like that? You don't. You don't make royalties off the videos being played but the theory is that if your song gets big on tiktok it'll translate okay, to people right. streaming it on spotify or yeah, word will just it. get out about it yeah nobody buys songs anymore but theoretically they would buy your song um um they'll have an answer to the original question it's like hard to put I mean, myself i probably wouldn't um actually like go out of the way to like take it off tiktok but it would like annoy if my song hypothetically got like big and mean to death, I would probably be annoyed by it. Be well, totally it's honest. like a like the the women the girl that we talk about uh, that we both like prom dress girl. MXM tune. I'm yeah. blank. Thank you. Uh, yes, MXM tune. I feel like blew up because of TikTok and because her song got like so many well, shoutouts and everything. She was a TikToker. Like, it wasn't like oh, she okay. was an artist. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe not the best example, but it's just interesting. I mean, but how... there are definitely examples with who that applies to. There, there are people that have gotten big because, like, some random th- sound they made 10 years ago is now, like, a song on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, not not a sound a song they made 10 years ago is now a sound on tiktok and it's like oh my god remember when we were relevant in 2005 like pop punk is relevant on tiktok which i love don't get me wrong but it's just interesting that like all time low is like we're big on tiktok and it's like we're 40 years old now but our 2005 single is bopping on tiktok um i think billy joel also referenced that part of the song on a stage he's like i don't know what tiktok is but i hear that i saw that my song was blowing up on tiktok and i'm like i hate this world that we live in but yeah that's that's my rant billy joel had to recognize tiktok that's such a dark thing i'm pretty sure i saw a video of him like being like i don't know what tiktok is but i saw that my song was like gaining traction on it or something or my manager said my song's gaining traction Whatever. It's just uh, the world. Anyway, those are all my shout-outs and my question to you. I imposed. So I guess you would not put your songs. You didn't have to. Um, my shout-outs. I have, a, I have scenes from an Italian restaurant here. I did not know it was a TikTok trend. I just wrote, Billy Joel's good. He's that uncle that really gets it. His verbiage can connect to so many. Um, he's a boomer artist, but resonates with me too. It makes me long for that time, which I, I usually don't really do so. Um, uh. I put Ghost Stories by Narcissist Cookbook. I really like that song. It's a very me song that you recommended. Um, pretty reflective and insightful. Uh, 
It's kind of me-ish, but it also has a build-up in a way that makes me think of a you song. Um, okay. Are you done for good? Can I just finish everything? I have one more, but you can finish everything. Okay. Um, I like Ouch My Childhood. Which, who's that by? What I didn't write that on the list. The Hex Tales. The Hex Tales. Um, not a huge fan of the vocals, but since I've been on like a nostalgia kick, like forever i can definitely relate to the properties like you loved as a kid growing stale in you and like a lot of the figures you like turning scummy as time goes on um it's a very you song i like this one um listening to it more i like the vocals more i added that note at the end that i didn't even bother to take out the fact that i uh, wrote that i didn't like the vocals um nice probably my favorite song of this week is Foreign Object by the Mountain Goats, which is from their album Beat the Champ, which we talked about songs from before. Um, so another brilliant look into like the more poetic side of wrestling. Um, it's exciting and fun. Um, I just want to point out this group of lyrics that might be my favorite of theirs. Um, I hate having to like read off lyrics because when you don't do it to like a beat, it's lame. I just I can add a beat to be like no. Uh, okay. March through the red mist. Never get my vision clear. Learn to love this kind of atmosphere. Strike funny poses. Keep my weapon hand low. Uh, whip my head around a little. Get blood on the front row. Um, I feel like I've like never heard the internal monologue of a wrestler where they acknowledge how it's like staged, and he's trying to like play it up for the crowd and like talking about all these little details. Um, I thought that was so cool. Uh, I always fucking really get into those lyrics. Um, shout out to Good Night, Good Night for being featured on your YouTube channel. Real <laughs> ones know. Wait, which YouTube channel? Oh, the original. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, how the fuck do you remember that? <laughs> how do you? How can you not remember that? <laughs> okay. Um, I think that got DMC'd, but yeah. Really. I remember sure there was one did. video where the audio was just like corrupted. Oh, that's remember? no, that's eBay song. They took a, they took off the audio because it's I just lip synced the song, so he oh. DMC'd it. Um, Undertale by Toby Fox from the game Undertale. Um, it's a really nice song from one of the most impactful games of this generation. Um, brings me back to like when I was on Tumblr in like 2015 when the game was, like, in its infancy as a thing. And I first, like, somebody posted this song paired with one of my screens from, like, or screens in, like, quotes from any game where, you like, the main character looks in this mirror earlier in the game and, like, the little observation speech bubble is just, like, it's you. And then you play, like, a good chunk of the game and you can go back to that mirror. And it says, despite everything, it's still you. Um, I, I remember, like, first experiencing that this song while looking at that screenshot while on Tumblr before there were like all the layers of irony established around Undertale and like what we knew about the fan base now and the memes. Um, it's crazy what's become of the game since and this song is so nice and the game is filled with moments like that. I saw a meme the other day. It was like Toby Fox composing the greatest fucking song you've ever heard. And then... And then in uh, parentheses, it's like, you can only listen to it when you're fighting boss, like, named Scrimlio Bimlio or some dumb shit. <laughs> this is funny. 
Those are my notes. The the only thing I know from Undertale is did it in then 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 exactly Megalovania. I that's a good I've song. I've never played. I've never played that game. I should play it at some point. Do you know anything about it? I know it's like meta. I've okay. like seen things that people are like, like the console will turn off or to like turn off your console. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it won't it's, be as fun cool. as you, if you play going in knowing that, but still. Good. I mean, I don't know. Any, yeah, like I, I, it's okay. I I'll probably forget. It's not. By the way, it's not the hex tails. It's the hex talls. Doesn't matter. I don't think they're what together anymore. Even? But um, just wanted to get their name right just in case. Um. That song, the the Hextalls, uh, ouch my childhood is. I don't actually like that song that much either. It's just more the lyrics where it's just like everything gets ruined by sequels and shit like that. Speaking of sequels, Indiana Jones Five, yay. Um, Wait, is that happening or did it come out? Yeah, no, it's happening. He, yeah, <laughs> it's just depressing. Uh, Why you don't, you just don't like the idea of sequels? I'm fine with sequels. I'm not five is a bit much. Uh, um, like I don't know what we're supposed to do. Twelve. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Um, what do you mean? Like with this like system that we have, where it's just rewarding making sequels of anything. Uh, and... I mean, it. You have to stop going. That's the issue, and you have to like convince people to stop. Nice going. Uh, to the movies and that's I don't want to stop people from going to the movies because I want movies to be like popular but at the same time I want but them like to stop at the same, those like, movies financially it's so much easier for Disney to just make the live action fucking whatever they haven't made a live action version of yet um well, they're making to, the little mermaid they're making I'm um, mad at Disney yeah uh they're making uh, if they ruin Hercules, I'll fucking kill them because I that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So if they go near that fucking property, I might have to stop supporting Disney. Um, but that's my childhood. Uh, they ruined Lion King, so why do I care? And Aladdin. Uh, anyway, my just don't uh, don't acknowledge it. It doesn't count. I don't know. I don't well, see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either, but I the fact that they they exist and they like made millions upon millions of dollars the Mul- means the Mulan was bad and Aladdin was bad too, right? I yeah, I forgot about Mulan. <laughs> and they filmed it in Xijiang, or I'm gonna butcher the how to say that, but where they're have internment camps for Muslims, so it's just great. Um political. Uh just uh hold on. To Yes. JM Radio does not support does not support concentration camps. Go. That's not what I meant by that. Just clarifying. Anything can be <laughs> skewed. Oh no, I can't get on SNL now. Oh no. Um uh yeah. The Ghost Stories by uh, the Narcissist Cookbook. Uh we have another song by the Narcissist Cookbook here. Great yeah, writing t- here. Uh, no, okay. I was reading what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I mentioned it that we this is I mentioned in the previous song that I like this one more. You did say that. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. yeah, we mentioned Courtney two weeks two weeks ago, meaning two weeks, the episodes ago. Anyway, 
UK self-described folk punk oratory artist. I didn't bother. I just copied and pasted from the last notes. Uh, this song. <laughs> Why even what? do it? I don't know. No, just that part, because I didn't know what I said. This song is a bit different than the last one we discussed, or I discussed, Courtney, but has a similar flow to it with a conversational elements, which is wholly unique to his his style, I guess. Uh, his lyrics are so are both personal and yet broad enough to feel like they can apply to anyone's thoughts that run through their mind at moments of lull. My favorite um, lyrics. God, why am I losing words in my head? Lyrics. And I'm going to I'm going to read them out. And I can't. I guess this for this song it makes more sense because he does just kind of say them, but still awkward. Uh, I guess I'm scared that I'm imaginary, that I invent myself every day so people don't have to, that who I really am is secondary to what I want everyone else to see, and I'm scared that I'm crazy, but God help me, I'm twice as scared I'm sane. Just like the absurd shit that goes through your head, but like being able to blame like outer forces and then realizing, oh no, fuck, if we're real. And I only have myself to blame. It's kind of like a weird reality to come to and a cycle that I constantly go through. Like, have I just taken, I mean, as a personality, you take from your friends and people around you and you create your own kind of being. Um, I know I, me and Mike have like created our own language that we just, when we're like frustrated or shit, we just text each other random fucking words. I think that's just and, me being like an idiot. Yeah, but I've picked you, that you habit play into up. It. Like, yeah, you play into it too. But but I, I've picked that habit up and I do it with you, but then I do it with other people and I realize, oh, they don't understand this world that I come from sometimes. And I have to like dial it back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't just say seven or left to a random person that I know. They won't understand that. But Mike, he gets it. He gets me, man. Um, and if, if you have to give a speech at a wedding, Mike, I swear to God, if you say seven or left in your speech. He's going to start laughing. <laughs> I'm gonna like crack up and just yeah, be like, if... yeah. <laughs> I'm just... gonna I'm gonna make it a point to fit both those words into it. Now I'm gonna remember. But you have to like, don't just say like seven or left. Be like, no, I remember I seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, Fuck I'm gonna you, naturally Mike. work into it. Work it into it. And then <laughs> you're gonna see the waiter and be like, check please. Um, little shit like that. Here are those Zoom stories in. about Joe Buck. Who uh, people would like celebrities would offer him money and be like, "Give you a hundred bucks if you put this word into your broadcast tonight or something." It's... This is why Joe Buck sucks. But that's you a whole like other Joe topic. Buck? No, I fucking hate Joe Buck. Um, give me anyone else. Give me Kevin Millar. I'll fucking listen to him talk all day. He can't do big poppy. Guy. He can. He can do anything. He's one five. Uh, it's baseball references if people don't know what we're talking about. Uh, uh, but yeah, back to the song. The song tells the personal conversations between a person who speaks about anxiety and then rambles on about how they, the person talking, are narcissistic and trying to understand the world and change for the better because of their current partner. Because they're having a conversation with their partner. Uh, but the, the main message is we're all just ghost stories at the end of the day, and maybe we should stay that way. Um, which is an interesting message just to think of life like that. Can you elaborate? 
what that what might do you mean? mean. I mean, my interpretation is like life is fleeting, I guess. And so life is to but a think watch. of it. <laughs> That's like a middle school reference. Yeah. Um uh no, the fact that it's like live your life because at the end of the day, a lot of people aren't going to remember us as like the full being. They're just going to remember these stories. And those are the important things. Those elements are what make up you at the end of the day. My dad always had an analogy that's like, at one point, we will be a box in someone's attic and our whole life will fit into that box. And my dad had that box for his dad. And it was a box probably the size of a shoebox. That's all that his dad was to him was this shoebox. And this person was alive and like important and had a life. And is, I know we're getting like deep or whatever, but that's what I always think about. It's like at the end of the day, if I have kids or whatever, I'm just going to be a box in an attic somewhere about my like six prized possessions that I owned. And then my kids will be like, I'll just shove it in the attic. I mean, so that's, it's, that's all, what my... it's all, it's all how you look at it. Like, the the impact that you make, like even if just physically you have a box, can be much more than that. Unless you're unless you're something of a, I guess celebrity is the best way to put it. A lot of people aren't remembered. Unless you're a family member, just like logically, there have been how many billions of people that have lived on this earth, and we remember about or we're taught about. 1500 of I them. I mean, I think, I think like essential. I don't, there's a lot to unpack here. I think, I, yeah. I think being remembered to like a small group of people is just as valuable. Like, not, I used, I used to like agree with you that, um, you have to be like a well-known figure to be, to like feel like you made an impact. But I don't know. I constantly see that a lot of those people um, are constantly looking to feel that void too, and I don't think it matters. I feel like the contentment is not something that comes from like externally. I I, feel, I think like being remembered is totally different. I don't know. It's it's so much to think about right now. It's it's philosophical and like it gets into the meaning of life. Um, and a lot of people have different interpretations of that. Is it to? F I mean, I would hope a lot of people's meaning of life is to find happiness. Uh, I mean, I think I for me, for. I think you make your own meaning of life. Yeah, I'm just saying that hopefully along the way. You find happiness. Because I know I'm searching for it. <laughs> Let's bring it back to the memes, everybody. Okay. Uh, Are we done with sorry. this week? Yeah, I'm done with this week. Okay. Uh, do you want to do your top Yeah, five, I think I know who's going to win. Um, Out My Childhood is number five. Scenes wow, from an Italian okay. Restaurant is number four. Undertale is number three. Ghost Stories is number two. Foreign Object is number one. Okay, five is scenes from an Italian restaurant by Billy Joel. Four is Superman by Goldfinger. Three, Good Night, Good Night by Hot Hot Heat. 
two is everybody's got to live by love confusing and one is ghost stories by the narcissist cookbook i finally get a win my god and i needed it i'm getting some wins what do you mean i have i've become null of wins null of wins what a mech be like oh jesus <laughs> uh yeah so congrats to who won artist's cookbook uh, yeah congrats okay, guys. i won congrats to guy not guys I think he's a guy. I don't. Remember. Yeah, I assume. Congrats, people. Yeah, week thirty-eight though is wedding bells and messed up smiles. Yeah, um, I was just telling Siegel. This is, I think, the least I have to say about a week. It's probably the least uh, notes, least who's notable. Siegel. Uh, uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I just forgot until I looked at my notes. This is the week you killed Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> Provide context, please. We always uh, no context needed. Uh, Mike killed Eddie Van Halen. You didn't read the news last year. Uh, you might have known that Eddie Van Halen passed away about a week after Mike recommended. Right now, I think it's the song title by Eddie uh, Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen was the lead guitarist. Yeah, guitarist in Van Halen. I, don't, I think he just died of like a heart attack. I don't think he died of COVID, but. Uh, yeah, Mike killed Eddie Van Halen. If anybody has really? any uh, artists they really hate, let me know, and I'll <laughs> recommend Siegel a song for of theirs. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna no. Um, <laughs> R. Kelly, I'll recommend uh, you an R. Kelly song. <laughs> I, I know a lot of them already. <laughs> Sorry to say, um, and I'll still listen to them. Um, oh, controversial! Can't listen to artists once he's canceled. Um, I can stop be listening to Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, alternative the, topic. <laughs> you don't want to talk about this because I, I can oh, talk, we can about, talk this. about that. I think we talked about it. Uh, already. No, I yeah, I think it's the idea of I I personally separate an art from an artist, but to each their own. I think you can do that. For me, I have like personally, I have a line. R. Kelly What's probably the passes the line of what he was. Does Michael Jackson? Of. Um, I don't know. That seems like a very... I don't even like... I just don't like his music, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Pretty much the same but, here. But, like, I don't know. Like, the, that situation seems so insane. If, um, I mean, yes, probably crosses the line from the if, tidbits I've heard. Uh, I'm trying to think of a person that, like, you'd like. Like, okay, so the thing is, what happens now is somebody will have, like... <laughs> A tweet with like one vaguely bad idea, and then everybody will be like, "Fucking no, more. no, 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 no." But you know, you can stupid. you can disagree with people's ideas. But, like, I don't agree with like shaming people for liking certain artists just because they have like one bad, more morally bad take. Yeah, like canceling Chris Pratt like every week because well, he's, he's a part Republican? of a church that. No, because he's well that, but that's not confirmed. And neither is the fact that it's like he hates gays because he goes to a certain church that theoretically, not theoretically, the church disapproves disapproves of it, the LGBTQ plus community. But Chris Pratt attends that church, so people assume, well, you support that then. Um, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he does. I, it's just stupid. Just hate Scientology. You're allowed to hate Scientology. That's fine. Um, 
<laughs> you can fucking shit on Scientology. Like Do you not like Chris Pratt anymore? And... That's part of why a lot of people I... are mad about the Mario cast, by the way. Because he's the, the church thing? Yeah, because he's because or... he's canceled. No, I I don't give a shit. I think he's a bad actor, but that's and he's overused in every fucking part of Hollywood. I don't he was great in Guardians of the Galaxy and then he got famous and now I hate him. I wish he just stayed like this niche actor, but now he's like, he needs to be in everything because he is Chris Pratt. I'm like, no, he doesn't need to be. Just like, shut the fuck up. He's he does not that good of an actor. How do you feel about John Lennon? Is he canceled? The Beatle? <laughs> yeah. Why would John Lennon be canceled? What did he do? I don't know. He was terrible to women. He had like a N word in his song. I didn't know about the N word. Yeah, he was not great to his first wife. He was. Or his first two wives, but uh, he was fine to Yoko Uno, or I think Yoko Ono. I don't fucking know. This is a whole other world that we're diving into. I know it's music related, but I don't know. No, I don't think John, John Lennon's dead, so yeah, you can cancel him all you want. <laughs> like he doesn't give a shit. Uh, yeah. he's still somebody, get paid. somebody, somebody canceled him in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Like what the one-liners are. It's fucking great. I don't know where they come from sometimes, but they're fucking great. Uh, I don't know if you saw last week's episode, but uh, I think it was one of the best titles ever. Uh, it was Mike's Guide to Zoomer Humor. Uh, one-liners and the meaning of life or something. Uh, it's just perfectly sums up Mike. I love Mike's one-liners. But uh, shout out. Sorry, before we get too far derailed here. Shout out to Shelf. I think is how you say it. Shelfie? Oh, yeah, uh, Shelfie. And Thomas Benjamin Wilde-esque for liking our post on Instagram. They Shelfie both liked our post? Yeah, he did. Yo! And he followed us. He fo- Oh, yeah, he, he also followed our account. Wait, can you so, message him? Yeah, I'll message him. I'm sure he'll answer. He, um, he seems like a cool guy. He followed our account right after I post, like literally, like a minute after I posted it. He liked our post, and then he followed. Dude, no, he I followed, and then he guy. liked. I I am glad because I like that song too. So it was great seeing that he's. I think he's the first, other than Chappie, he's the first artist to uh, follow us back. Also, Alexi Murdoch saw our story. Uh, Whoa! So, Damn, Seagull, we're making big wins. <laughs> Can you ask Shelfie uh, to come did... on the podcast? Let's ask Shelfie to come on the podcast. We have to. Yeah, Shelfie, if you listen to this, because now you follow our account uh, on Instagram, we'd love to have you on the podcast, but we'll also uh, DM you some little yeah. thing that's like, well, we'd love to have you on the podcast. It'd be our honor. So anytime. He was my long note for this week, and he's also my number one song. He's well, like the only go. song I had really anything of note on this week. I'm so glad that we could talk about Shelfie. Um, and thank you so much for acknowledging us, our existence, our little corner of the internet. Um, but let me get to my shout outs because Mike doesn't have a lot this week, but he has a lot about Shalfi. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, um, I hope that's we're not messing up his name. <laughs> we're like saying his name over and over. He gets to the podcast. Hey guys, let's not even say my name. Uh, um, it's like it's one of those things where I've, I've never heard anybody say it, I just read it, so it's. Well, yeah, I have so, no idea how to say it. Yeah, uh, Google uh, and Google and my pages document do not like the spelling of it. I'll tell you that. 
uh, he's red underlined on all shit. Also, but also thank you to Thomas Benjamin Wild S. No more fucks to give. He also liked our post. That's cool. Uh, that song's really also big. randomly. It has like over a million streams or something. Randomly, he just had started like posting on Instagram and shit. So I think he's like on a social media binge of like all the people tagging oh, him no. and stuff. I started playing the song. Oh, it has five million streams. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's a lot. Uh, but my shout outs for this week, Golden Green by Slaughter Beach Dog. One, just the fact that I didn't realize his band was on the list. And I texted Mike at one point in the last year and said, do you know who the fuck Slaughter Beach Dog is? And you went, Siegel, I recommended a song by them. I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, not so only that, like I... but it's a band from the guy, a guy from Modern Baseball. I didn't, I think you did mention that to me. Yeah. Um, but I do like the sound. It sounds like something off a 2010s independent film soundtrack. I compared it to like a Zach Braff film. Uh, but the sound is something like the shins. I think it's how you say the shines, the shins mixed with peach pit. Uh, and I really like the sound. Um, I said it was a uh, lot more chilling on a relative's balcony, easy listening than Midwest email, but it's good for what it is. Yeah, no, was, I actually really like this song. Um, it surprised me this week. This is one of the, like the big like, oh shit, this is good. Uh, I don't think I gave it enough attention the first go around. Uh, All the Faces by Creed Bratton. I've seen The Office, but I'm not a real fan. This is apparently a song that he plays at the end of the series. I think is what you told me. Yeah. Um, and it's quite like reminiscent, like seeing an old friend back in your hometown. Shocking now, hippie 1960s, 70s, a style acoustically this song is um even though it came out in 2003 but it makes sense because he was part of the grassroots uh, band i mentioned earlier from the 1960s uh so that's where he gets that sound from uh glamorous indie rock and roll by the killers weird sound voice effect that they always put in this lead vo vocalist i don't know why uh it's a very prominent song in my life because it's a cursed song in the fact that it's on the top of one of my playlists. So anytime I start the playlist, it's one of the first songs that plays. Which playlist? Like, uh, it's just a playlist called like current oh. hits or something. Okay. Uh, but it's like whenever I start this playlist, it's this oh, fucking no. song that we start. What? <laughs> I just saw because you said that I looked at Arts and Siegel Listen 2.0. Mind yeah. up the first song is like unavailable. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Intro by Sam the Psychic is not able to listen to right now. Uh well. If you ever want to follow our new playlist, like just said it. I don't I never wanted to say it because I didn't want people to find it. But uh it's fine. Ble might bleep that. I don't know. We're uh, we're running out of gas on this one, guys. Send us recommendations. Even Siegel admitted he was now. running out of songs. Really? I'm I'm good now. I found a bunch of new bands. Um, but yeah, uh, in reference, in lieu of this, like the curse song that always starts when you play. We have a or I have a story based. Uh, our friend Gabe, whenever he fucking plugs his phone into the car, it always plays all of the lights by Kanye West. So whenever I hear that goddamn song, <laughs> I'm like, I just think of the ox chord being passed to Gabe. Uh, For me, it's. Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. It's really why annoying. I don't know. <laughs> That's not like an A song. The reason his place is because all of the lights. 
It's just the like, default for some reason. Weird. Uh, <laughs> I like that one much better than All of the Lights by Kanye. I mean, I like it as a Christmas song, but like when it's like the fucking summer <laughs> and I piled into my car. I'm a holly doll. <laughs> yeah, why? Um, why is this but, playing right now? Uh, because life. Uh, song for You by Alexi Murdoch. Uh, a chill, simple little ballad about just getting through the day and the struggle of finding inner strength. He has a way in his songs and lyrics to calmly push you up and make you think about your gloomy days in a different way. Those are all my shout-outs. Um, okay. Yes. Um, so I said the thing about Slaughter Beach Dog. Um, Revolving Doors by Gorillaz. A friend introduced me to the song. It made me a lot more interested in Gorillaz than I originally was. Um, my only impression of them was Feel Good Inc. before this. Um, I realized their music was a lot more interesting than what my impression of it was. Um, On Melancholy Hill is another song I like. Very interesting style and aesthetic that I had. Seagull, question. Did you stop uh, telling me that you know, already know songs that I recommend? Why? Because I've recommended some that I've, I'm like... He might know this, but I'm just going to recommend it anyway because I like it. And like, you're talking you haven't... about the new playlist? Yeah, you or haven't. The old... Oh, the new playlist. You haven't uh, <laughs> checked me on it recently. Uh, it's probably because I'm like behind, like about a few weeks. Okay, but um, if like if you, I can't. We can't really take a song off like in a few, a few weeks from when I recommend it. Look, I caught up. I haven't heard anything. No, wait, I did hear one thing <laughs> that I knew already. But okay. I was just like, fine. He gets another pass. He gets a Scrubs pass. Right, I'll give um, you a pass the next time it happens. Then. It's okay. I, I, that was me just not being, not catching up or not staying up to date. But go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Oh, yes. yeah. Um, I have I more notes. Um, yes. All the faces I remember from The Office final episodes. I like Creed as an artist, actually. Um, I remember getting real emotional to the song when The Office was ending. Um, for some reason, I really liked the show as a kid. I still like it, just not as much. Um, I had a phase where I was I would watch like one episode a day of The Office, like no matter what. You okay? What's happening? So he was playing with his hair. I see my hair. <laughs> um, long note, Last Day of Mario by Shelfie. Um, this one note is mainly just about Shelfie in general. Um, Shout out to Shelfie being a great artist. His songs are like riffs, but he always like has a a, like a context and a scene he sets beforehand with like this album has a POV narration before every riff um, and sometimes like if you follow his TikTok account he just has the story laid out for it in text um, that and then he has like in this album it's baked to the song itself um, I really love when someone tries to create a scene he directly does that um this one makes you imagine like a coming of age or anime setup. It says, "You're hanging out with your friends on the last day of summer vacation. You won't be seeing them again." Um, if you find this TikToks, you have tons of these, and they they all like set up different, amazing, different situations, traumatic situations, nostalgic. Um, it's something that like a project that really appreciates you feel appreciate like small moments and chunks of your life of the past, like specific things that have gotten forgotten. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shelfie, that's it. I'm done with my notes. You 
Alexi Murdoch also saw another one of our things. Sorry, check your Instagram because I want to see if. I, never mind. Yes. Uh. No. Uh. The Shalfie song. I don't have a note on it, but I can riff on it because I really did enjoy it. Um, listening to it, it was just really. I don't know. It's like the, it's like the background music of so much, of that like SoundCloud era music, but yeah. done so much better. <laughs> Whereas it's not just like a piano playing in the background, and then you have to rap over it to ruin it. Um, I'm not saying all SoundCloud rappers rap over just like piano beats and ruin them, but a lot of them do. Um, but. Yeah, what I read about Shalfie, because I got interested because it was such a different sound, is he was a, a jazz musician, I think. Yeah, uh, it's in pretty, college. Which, some which jazzy makes sense. stuff. It definitely makes sense. It, it seems interpreted in the moment. Um, and I think, look, it's going through his Instagram, he like posts like a lot of content where he's just like playing the song, like off the rep, off the court. They did off the cuff was the term i was looking for well it kind of um, feels like that's how his content's made i mean maybe we'll figure it out if we gotta talk to him but um he just has like an idea for like a cool scenario and then he has i don't know if he thinks of the rift first we, we gotta hopefully we, we can hear from the man himself but whatever you know what i mean we'll see um, he also has a really cool room. He has like a CRT TV and like all these, a bunch of different stuff playing on it. That's CRT. Like big rectangle, thick TVs. Oh, 90s. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was, I'm a boomer. I should know that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, love the song. Uh, what was it called again? Last Day um, in Mariah? Last Day in Mariah. The name of the album Mariah. is Mariah. Yeah, Morio, Morio, I don't know. Uh, no, Shalfie, Shalfie, Shalfie. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, my longer note, and this is just coincidence based, is well, not coincidence based. Get into the note sequel. Uh, Smile by Nat King Cole from 1954. I was thinking about uh, that. <laughs> okay, I was thinking about making thinking a note of that. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um. It's just a weird coincidence in the fact that in school we're learning about this song right now, um, or at least in my school, my college. Uh, it's just weird how life connects. Uh, originally, it was created by Charlie Chaplin for the film Modern Times, um, and it's the final scene in that film that this song plays, but it's orchestral and sped up. But Charlie Chaplin is the one who created the orchestral or the sound for this song. And it plays in this scene where he's trying to convince this person who's sad to smile. And he's like, cheer up. The world will be better. And they walk off into the sunset. And then by 1954, Nat King Cole comes around and adds lyrics to the song, uh, slows it down. Because in the original orchestral piece, it's really sped up. And there's no space to put lyrics. But he changes it slightly and and like... I guess it would be a remix, technically. It's like the first remix of a song. Um, and it's like 20, uh, 18 years later that he kind of revitalizes this song um, from a silent film. Uh, so it's just interesting, that connection <laughs> between those two pieces of music. But this song, Smile, 
Nat King Cole's version has been covered thousands of times. It was in a fucking advert for forever Joker. Uh, for like a commercial or something. Oh, wait, was it in the Joker movie or was it in the soundtrack? No, we jokingly said that it would be the perfect Joker movie. Uh, wasn't this one actually in it? No, I don't think it was. Was it? We, I thought we said that about the Gothic Archie song. I thought we said about both of these. I don't think Maybe. it was in it, though. Joker. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, it was in the teaser trailer, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay, fine then. This wasn't the maybe somewhere in the. It makes sense. It's the perfect crooner sound of like the aesthetic of that film. And it's about smiling. If you don't know the Joker, look up a picture of him. You get the gist of that character. Uh, but yeah, just worlds colliding. We're, we're talking about this song. It's a great song. It's, it's, Nat King Cole holds up over time. He's one of those artists that still to this day has a ever glow feeling to him where he can transcend and fucking TikTok. I know full circle L is for the way you look at me. That fucking love song was popular on TikToks. People were memeing it and like changing the lyrics. It's like it's not, it doesn't spell love anymore. It spells something else. Um, But it's just an interesting way. I've never seen that done where someone takes an orchestral piece, mutates it into like a, I guess this is considered pop for the time, uh, a pop song. And it's still to this day considered like a classic for different versions of the same song. Also, Charlie Chaplin made it, which I didn't know he was a composer. So it's just an interesting combination of things happening. And, Give it a listen and read the lyrics. They're very simple, but it's very effective in what it's trying to do. And Nat King Cole also takes lines from the Chaplin flick and puts them into the song. So it's like really intertwined. It's just interesting. Watch Modern Times also. Uh, it's a great film. Still holds up. E- either Modern Times or City Lights by Charlie Chaplin are great films. And they still hold up even 90 plus years later. So physical comedy never dies unless you're the three stooges uh they died anyway. okay yeah they're dead <laughs> uh top five mike okay um song for you five revolving doors four jewel by adam melchior melchor three that was a nice I song. Know, you recommended them <laughs> yeah. yeah um all the faces two somehow uh I don't know if that actually checks out, but whatever. Um, Last day, Mariah won. Uh, I guess we have a match. Five is Last Day, Mariah Shalfie. Four is Song for You, Alexi Murdoch. Three is Gold and Green by Slaughter Beach Dog. Two is All Messed Up Acoustic by Amity Affliction. Didn't talk about it. It was my first recommendation. Oh, that uh, one was good. Pop- yeah, it's a pop punk, like, your depressed song. Uh, and one is Smile by Nat King Cole. So I think Mariah was the one there. Yeah. I think it's the only one that matched. Yeah. No, I have song for you, but I think um Mariah's getting more points. Five. Oh yeah, yeah. Then Mariah won. Yeah. 
So okay. congrats, Shalfie. Also, so, Eddie Van Halen was very close on the list. I, I actually really like that Eddie Van Halen song, or Van Halen song. Um, but alas, it did not make it. Um, we didn't talk about it, but yeah, whatever. Before uh, we go, Seagull, why is Game of Thrones a bad show? Go. Uh, you had enough time to think I, of an answer. <laughs> no, I didn't because I was talking the whole time. <laughs> um, okay, so personally, I just, uh, I could just be like, personally, I didn't like it. But that's too, that's too I mean, big of a cop-out. You can just out. say that. You can just say it didn't do anything for me. I, I think it was too complicated for what was happening. And then it just, like, there were points where it was like, this is too fucked. Like, they made it more complicated. not saying the showrunners, because they based it off books. So George R.R. R. Martin made it too complicated just to make it more complicated. And uh, I don't know. It's a good show technically and special effects wise and everything, but I just think certain shows, like all TV shows in that era, is they're too complicated sometimes. Like, like I've never watched Breaking Bad, but for someone like the under the things I understand about it, everything is cohesive and like even when they trail off, they it's close enough. There are parts in that story where it's like this character in Game of Thrones where it's like this character is on a whole nother continent and you know they have to somehow get to the other continent so half the show they'll be on a boat and they'll just be dialogue back and forth and I'm like I don't fucking care I don't know where certain things are going to intersect in this show maybe that's what you're talking about but white haired girl she's still like yeah but she has like a parallel storyline to everything else going on right now. I don't know what they have to do with each other. Yes, you, I, that, that that will be a running problem throughout the show. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. reminding me of that that character. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just just watch, Mike. It uh, you just made the face the she made in a meme. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about. No, they don't meet up for a very long time. <laughs> Um, but they do but yeah. eventually. Do they have? Do you want me to, to tell with... you, or do you I want mean, me to not? I'm just assuming they do. I don't want you to tell me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to do here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming they do, but I don't want you to tell me. So I'm kind of like between a two worlds here. They will meet up. You'll be watching for seven seasons. <laughs> um. Oh, so they don't meet up until like the very end. I think it's like the last episode, Mike. <laughs> That's wild. So I didn't even get to it. I quit in season five and they still weren't together. Um, so yeah, you got a while, kid. Um, anyway. Uh did you send a meme to me? Yeah, I oh, sent I the... made that face. Yeah. Oh. I love Amelia Clark. I wish she was in more shit. Um, she's a great actress. Uh, anyway, that has been all from this episode of JM Radio, where I have no idea what this episode is going to be titled, and it's going yeah, to be annoying to find references. We went a lot of different places. Uh, yeah, we'll just call it like one-liners or something. I don't fucking know. Um, we get anyway. canceled in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. Um, 
anyway thanks for listening everyone make sure to rate review share share just share how about you share i like the idea of sharing i like the idea of telling your friends about stuff how about when you're talking to your friends you just casually be like damn radio and they'll be like what what's that it's like it's this awesome podcast that i found on whatever streaming platform you listen to podcasts on because we're available on a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them um so tell a friend about us uh uh, and make sure to like us or not like us rate us on apple Podcasts. it always helps the podcast grow and yeah oh follow us on instagram at jam radio pod don't forget the pod uh by shelfie what (laughs) um follow shelfie on instagram He he followed us so you can find him easier uh, if you ever want to listen to any of the playlists, make sure to follow the account that I post them on. It's my name, Jeremy Siegel. Uh, you can find my name if you click like on the creator of the playlist. Just follow that account. They'll always be the first place that I post them. Then I'll post on Instagram. We have a Twitter. I don't use it. Um, but yeah. Anyway, do you want to count us down, Mike? Uh, yes, please. Three, <laughs> two, one. You, you got, got some, some listening, listening to, to do. do. Oh, fuck this shit. Okay. Bye. That was fine. Uh, Bye. So long. That was good. <laughs>